Welcome to the Business of Being Healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Well, I hope you're ready for today's episode. This is one that I am very excited to share. Just coming off a talk I gave with a business community here in town called The Foundress, where I talked about a lot about mindset. And of course, here on the show, we're talking about business and health. But mindset is something that that's a skill that is not like a behavior, right? This is part of my talk that I gave that I, I'm hoping to be able to share out here on the show soon. But this is part of my talk is behaviors are, are what you innately have. Uh, you can definitely strengthen them. But skills, anyone has access to. Anyone has access to. And increasing your mindset, strengthening your mindset for whatever you're going through is one of those skills that I literally will shout from the rooftop to continue to strengthen in whichever way possible. And podcasting is one of those. So listening to podcasts, finding the right podcasts, um, right people to interact with, to expand your mind. And that's what today's episode is about because we are actually going to be discussing Solomon's paradox. Now, you're probably like, what the hell? And of course, like this isn't, this is a skill I developed from someone else. So I heard about Solomon's paradox and I was like, what the heck is that? I I kind of want to know, like, how do I apply this? Is this useful? And it is 100% useful. And it's funny because when I learn about it, I'm also going to share how I have used this to help me make better decisions in our business and in our life. But let me just kind of pose it like this is like, have you ever watched a show or a movie and you're watching the hero on it and you see like, oh my gosh, no, don't go through the door. You're like yelling at them. You're, you're, you can already see what's going to happen. You can see there's like a business deal going down and you know, the person doesn't, can't see that the person they're going to go into business with is going to cheat them or do them wrong or whatever. And you're like sitting there looking from the outside being like, how can they not see that? That is called Solomon's paradox. And it got its name from King Solomon, who, I mean, obviously in biblical times, this King Solomon was known for being like synonymous with wisdom and great advice. That being said, his personal affairs were incredibly short-sighted. So he could give great advice, but his own life, kind of a disaster, and there was a paper that was actually written by two psychologists, Igor Grossman and Ethan Cross back in 2014, and it introduced the idea of Solomon's paradox. And what they found were two things, is that one, that people display wiser reasoning about other 
people's problems compared to their own, right? It means that we're much better at dealing with other people's lives than dealing with our own. And the second idea that came from their study and from this paper is that when we try to eliminate self-immersion, and what I mean by that is like when we try to distance ourselves from our own problems, we are somehow much better at making sensible decisions. And there's really kind of two thoughts when it comes to wisdom here is that there's general wisdom, which is said to be interpersonal. It's between yourself and someone external to you. And then on the other hand, you have personal wisdom, which is intrapersonal. It's between yourself and your own affairs. And this is something that over the last several years, I didn't realize what I was doing. I was actually implementing Solomon's paradox into my life because there are certain times where I'm in a business decision with one of our one of our businesses back in the day. We have gone all in right now in our construction company, but we it was like until I could pull myself out, until I could look at it from other people's perspectives. This is just a skill that has been developed in me over time, and you can too. But the more that you pull back, the more that you give distance and or time, you are actually able to make better decisions. And there are some people that are really horrible at advice and some that are really good. Those are the people that have strengthened this skill of Sol Solomon's paradox and those have not, right? Think of it as like the do as I say, not as I do type of people. Hey there, absolutely love and incredibly grateful that you are listening to the podcast. Just want to let you know that if you ever want the video version, because sometimes it helps, it just resonates a little bit differently for you. You can check out my YouTube channel, which is absolutely free. I am sharing tips and experiences there weekly. So if you prefer video, go check it out. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy the show. So let's talk about this for a minute because it is, if it is now proven, it's studied that we make better decisions for others because of the distance. Well, then how can we actually do that for ourselves? And I'm going to share you four ways that I have been able to do this for myself. I'll give you examples on how I do it, but how you can too. And this is something that you can do, like I've had to do this similar, I, I didn't have a name for it. It's so nice to have like a name for it, right? Like I was actually using the skill of Solomon's paradox to make these decisions when I was dealing with family issues, when I had business decisions, when I had employee or team decisions that we had to make, good or bad, stepping back, distancing yourself is a position of strength. So let's talk about how we do this. And the first one I would say is coaching yourself. Now you can look at this as talking to yourself. You can be like, oh gosh, I'm crazy. What is Shelly, you know, offering at this point? But when you coach yourself, you're actually, you could pay thousands of dollars to have a coach or you could coach yourself. You can have those conversations, call yourself out, be brutally honest with yourself so that you can see the areas or the holes or the gaps that will help you make better decisions. Now, one way that I've heard about this being done recently that I am actually implementing this year, I haven't tried it, so I don't want to speak on it specifically, 
But I heard from, you guys know, I listen to Alex Hormozzi. I listen to his podcast and he actually has one day a week. He has like an hour booked on his schedule and he actually types it out. But his coach is his 80 year old self. So you can position yourself 10 years from now. Like right now, I would say earlier in my life, it was more like annual goals. Chris and I now with our construction company and everything we're doing, we're talking in decades. So now I can be like, all right, I'm 50, I'm 43. So, okay, my 53-year-old self, what would they say to me right now? Because I have shared on this episode, or excuse me, on this show again and again, like these are 10 things I would have told my 33-year-old self. Like you have it in you. You need to picture yourself 10 years from now and have that conversation back and forth. So that's what Alex does is he has a document open and he literally goes back and forth to his 80-year-old self, to his current self. What would his 80-year-old self say? Trust me, it is going to be something very different. I will report back when I implement this. I'm actually implementing it next week. Um, so I just heard about it. I'm going to implement this. But I, he talks to his 80-year-old self. I want to talk to my 53-year-old self. So I think even that gap is going to be enough to provide that space so that I can make better decisions. So that's number one, coaching yourself. Number two is journaling. Now, listen, you're either a journaler or you're not. And if it's something that you're like, hell no, Shelly, I'm not going to journal. Don't do it. Like, I, I'm not here to be like, this is the only way to do it. I'm just sharing what has worked for me that could work for you. And so I am not a journal. I'll be first to say I am not a journaler. That being said, there has been very specific points in my life where I will literally pull out a legal pad. I want the pen and the paper and I brain dump and I think out loud and I write it all down. I can't do it on a document, right? On the computer. I can't do it in a voice note because I won't listen back to it, but I can for sure put it on paper, legal pad, journal, your pretty journal if you want that. But I will say, and I'll give you this example. About 18 months ago, I was actually at a business convention and one of the speakers prompted us to do a quick exercise in the middle of her talk. And the question was, what do I want my life to look like? And what are my core values? And so I'm just following along. I'm a note taker. So I love, I love taking notes. I don't like journaling, but I love taking notes. But it, so I just went along with it. And I put down exactly what I wanted my life to look like. And then I put down my four core values. And then the next question that she asked us was now evaluate the current business or businesses that you have against what you wrote and which ones do not align. And I kid you not, it literally hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I have to shut down this business or remove myself from it because this business, and this is a business that, um, I had for a very long time, I grew, we did a lot of things with, but it was no longer aligned with my core values. And once I did that, I, I got to step back and make a better decision. And I like literally cannot look back. It is, it was such a good exercise for me to do. Now, have I used journaling since? No, I haven't. So again, the four tools I'm giving you here are just use them when you want them, use them when you don't. So the first one was coaching. The second one, journaling. I gave you the one time I did it. It was super powerful. So I wanted to share it again. And then uh, number three 
is to bring someone in who will be brutally honest with you. And there's, it should be less than one hand that the number of people that would be brutally honest with you. And that person for me is Chris. Um, you know, we've been together almost 23 years. We've been married 19 coming up in May and he's been my biggest supporter, but he's also been the person that I know that I can go to and I can talk to and he'll call me for my BS and he'll be like, why are you thinking like that? The other thing that I actually love about Chris, I mean, there's multiple things. If you follow me on social media, you see how much, um, you know, we work together now. We have two kids, like we're together a lot is I actually love the male perspective on a lot of different ideas and topics because where we as women can, and, and if you're a man listening to this, just know your significant other or, or your friends, your, your friends that are female, like we can internalize and overthink stuff where men have already moved on. And it's like a joke. I've shared this on another podcast where I'm like, aren't you upset with that? And Chris is like, no, I already just moved on. I like moved on with my life. And it's so refreshing because we and me, I've gotten, actually, this is a skill I've strengthened. I would internalize stuff and think about it and think about it and want to go back and redo it over. And now I'm just like, you know what? I just moved on with my life. It's like a fun joke that we have. But having Chris has been absolutely one of the the biggest assets to my growth, my decision-making, my mindset. So finding that someone, and it doesn't have to be a significant other. I have one friend too that I'm thinking of and literally we could not talk for a month, pick up. And it's like, we just talked an hour ago and she is that one that I know will be honest with me too. So you could bring someone along that can help you distance yourself from the decision that you are needing to make so that you can get a new view on it. Now, the last one is one of my favorite things that I've also talked about when you got to make decisions and, and you want to remove yourself so that you can look at it from all directions and be able to make better decisions is incorporate movement. Now, that's going to look like something different for everybody. So here's what I do, but whatever works for you, you go do you. For me, when I need to be creative or when I have something on my mind, sitting still and stewing over it kills me. I have to go move. So for me, it's running or it's walking. Those are the two things. Now in the summer here in Arizona, when it's 120, you will not find me walking outside. That being said, we have a treadmill in our office. Uh, we have the gym. We have a couple gyms that we're a part of. When I have decisions or something weighing on my mind, I go move. That movement gives me something else to focus on so that it's not like my first thought when I'm trying to make the decision. It pulls me back. It gives me, it opens up my mind so that I can see possible other solutions or ways to handle the decision that I need to make. And this has been in so powerful. This isn't, I'm not relating this to health. This is for my business, for numerous business decisions that we have had to make over the last several years. When it's tough, I go move. And when I move, I get clarity. I'm able to look at it from a different perspective and make better decisions. 
So just to sum it up one more time for you, because Solomon's paradox is something to be aware of. This is a mindset skill, being able to pull yourself, distance yourself from the decision so that you can look at it from different angles and make better decisions. But the four ways that I gave you, and I give you my personal examples, um, these are actually studied as well, is coaching yourself. They call it talking to yourself. I call it coaching yourself. Coaching yourself, journaling, whatever that looks like for you, bring someone in who will be honest with you. It's like I said, the list of people that you're thinking of right now, it should be like one or two. And I'm talking brutally honest, not the person you don't want the person that's going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. If they're doing that, that's not your person. And then the last one is incorporate movement of some sort. So I would love if this found, you know, if this like hit home for you, if you know you have some decisions coming up, try utilizing these methods to really help distance yourself from them and understand that Solomon's paradox is a skill that you can strengthen. It is a way that you can uh, evaluate decisions in a much better mindset. Again, Thank you so much for joining in, but don't forget to share this. And if one hits home with you, tag me. I would love to hear which one is hitting home with you. And if you also like, I mean, I'm recording this on video too. If you like YouTube better, hop over to my channel, make sure you subscribe um, and let's connect and make sure that we're, you know, kicking butt together. Have a good one.